from the Mercy One Studio. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Menno is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Iowa State Fair. We will be here this week and next week. I'm, I'm Deacon Mike Mann. I'm here with Gina Noel. Gina, how are you this morning? I am well. And a little warm yet. Yes. And, and just as we go in the air, they're singing the national they're anthem. They're starting so, the yeah. programming, yes, with <laughs> the, the national so anthem. So you may be hearing some background noise. And if you're lucky, uh, we'll get a whiff of some corn dogs that mm-hmm. you can get over the radio. Well, they yeah. have quite a bit of uh, barbecue I can That's smell right. cooking over That's here. That's right. That's right. So we're going to be a little bit different today. We're not going to be talking to a attorney that's ready to walk into the Supreme Court chambers to argue a case. Uh, we're going to be talking with Tom Bradley, who is the uh, uh, what are you, the chairman of the Deacon Council, Tom? Coordinator of the Coordinator Deacon of the Deacon Council. <laughs> All right, because we are sharing our tent here with the deacons. And the deacons are going to be out here with Iowa Catholic Radio all week long. It's a great ministry for evangelizing to the fairgoers and Iowans and people here from out of state. It's a wonderful opportunity for to advertise Iowa Catholic Radio it's and all the programming we have. And we are sitting here right in front of a sign that says the deacon is in. <laughs> so we are near the Bill Riley stage. Well, if uh, you come if out you're at the fair, we have fans, and it's supposed to be hot, so come grab a fan. That's right. Come grab a fan and a prayer sheet and a bunch of other stuff that we have here. And maybe even when the priests get here, make a confession if you'd like. That's right. We have a confession booth also. That's right. That's right. All full service uh, activities at the fair. That's right. That's right. Uh, Regina, you had a um, sheet with some Olympic news. <clears throat> I did. I brought it. Hold on a minute. Sorry about that. I, uh, I, the uh, Olympics ended this week. Okay. And so I noticed that there were quite a few athletes, not just representing their countries, but also representing their faith and giving credit to God. And Mm -hmm. um, I thought maybe we could uh, highlight a couple of the handful of Americans who had done that. Krista Palmer uh, won the bronze in the three-meter springboard diving. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is a um, sport close to my heart. Loved watching That's her. That's right, your daughters. Yeah. yeah, both of my daughters were divers. Um, so uh, she was the first U.S. female to finish on the podium in an individual event since 2000. Uh, now, acor- what, what? She, according uh, to the athlete, uh, Miss Palmer, she said she competes in Jesus' name and credits God for her victory. Good. Uh, now, what uh, uh, Olympiad are your daughters preparing for? <laughs> They're just simply um, having fun in high school, okay. honestly. Right. Com- camaraderie and competition, they love that. Um, okay. But they're not headed for the Olympics. Okay. In good. fact, neither of them really even wanted a college scholarship, so sadly. Yeah. Oh. They were good, but that wasn't their that wasn't their vocation. Well, that's too bad. We're taking some financial pressure off you. They got a scholarship that's for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Push them a little harder, Gina. Right. Uh, <laughs> 
Kenny Harrison uh, missed the uh, 2016 Olympic, um, but she won the silver in the 100-meter hurdles this year. Uh, she says she's living proof that God can work all things, even in our failures, uh, together for good. Uh, she wrote, in 2016, I allowed self-doubt to determine my destiny and became a victim to track and field press. But God, as I gained a deeper connection to God, each year I noticed my faith conquering all doubt. So, good. just beautiful. I don't know, do we have some time to do a couple oh, yeah. more? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. There's uh, T- Tamira Men- Mensa-Stock. Uh, you've seen her quite a bit in the news because of her support. Uh, her country, the United States, and her expressed her gratitude to God when she won her first gold medal in Tokyo. So she became the second woman and the first black woman to win an Olympic wrestling gold medal for Team USA in the women's 68 kilogram She's going to be in a box of Wheaties, I, I predict. Uh, yeah, hopefully she'll, she'll be a good representation of the United States in all right. kinds of things right. that she does going forward. And then there was Sydney McLaughlin, who won the gold medal in the 400-meter hurdles. You might have seen her. She set a world record uh, with a time of 51.46. Can't imagine. Uh, after the race, she gave all glory to God. And additionally, before the race, she quoted the Bible verse about iron sharpening iron when she was referring to her teammate, Delia Muhammad, who earned the silver medal in that same race. Very good. And the last one, one of my favorite uh, athletes in this Olympics was Caleb Dressel. Do, uh, do you remember him? He's the swimmer, uh, very decorated. He won five gold medals, and then he credited his Christian faith as the driving force behind his desire to press forward in his sport. Good. Well, to de- demonstrate our Christian faith, do you have a prayer to open us up with? I do. A prayer for peace this morning. God of peace, bring your peace to our violent world. Peace in the hearts of all men and women and peace among the nations of this earth. Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among the nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Gina. Appreciate that. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. We will be right back after these messages. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security. Providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Back with Deacon Tom Bradley from the Deacon Council from the Moines, the Diocese of Des Moines. How are you, Tom? I'm doing great, Mike. It's good to be here. Yeah. Well, we're all out at the fair. It's the first time we've been out at the fair in over a year now since right. uh, there wasn't one last year. So it's nice to be here. Uh, let's talk about uh, the deacons and the deacons booth that's set up and the table that's here because you're going to be here all during the fair. Correct. And uh, we want to let people know that you're where they can find us and kind of. In, in both tents here. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're with the uh, Iowa Catholic Radio tent and the Deacon's uh, booth. So you have two hats I this week, I have two week, hats right? this week. Yeah, that's right. So why don't we talk a little bit about uh, uh, what you are doing out here? Sure. Kind of the beginning of this, uh, back in uh, the Year of Mercy was coming up and back in around the 2015-2016 time frame. I was on the Bishop's kind of advisory group there and looking at things we could do. And if you recall back in those days... Uh, Pope Francis was putting out documents about, about going to the peripherals, going to the edges, and, and meeting people where they are. And he also said, well, we clearly need to go out and smell like the sheep. That mm-hmm. was kind of the, the, the buzzwords that was going around back in, in 2015, 2016. And so in thinking what, what Dickens could do to, to assist in this year of mercy, I thought, well, smell like the sheep, certainly the state fair. Yeah. It, <laughs> Fits it, that perfectly. And, and we have all these people going, going through for different reasons, may have a faith, may not have a faith. just seemed like a logical connection uh, to come out here and, uh, and link up with IO Catholic Radio and, and be here. So, so since 2016, our first year out here, we've been out here with uh, deacons and priests. Uh, the first year we didn't have really too many priests, but uh, I thought, well, let's we expand it to con- reconciliation. And so from uh, 2017 until, again, this year, we'll have priests occasionally out here to offer reconciliation for those who are passing by. A nice surprise. Yeah. Now, yeah, it certainly would be. <laughs> go to the fair, go to confession, and yeah. Um, the uh, deacons from the Diocese of Des Moines are primarily the ones that are staffing this booth, but I understand there are deacons from other dioceses in the state. That's correct. Yeah, from the very beginning, I thought it was a good idea to to, since it's an Iowa State Fair, not a not a Des Moines State Fair, right? Uh, so, I we invited all the uh, the deacons from all the different uh, dioceses to come. Eventually, uh, we don't have a lot. We usually get a good representative from uh, from the Dubuque Diocese. We'll have several of those here this week, and uh, we had a lot of candidates from the Sioux City Diocese. They were going through candidates, so they've been came here as candidates, and now they were just ordained a few a month or so ago, and so they're coming out here. Uh, as, as deacons for the first time, so it'll be very interesting. Yeah. It'll give them time to spend at the fair also. I mean, it's a good excuse to, to come down to Des Moines. It, it is, and it's, it's a great ministry. I mean, just to be here and to welcome people. We're, it's a very low-key, um, welcoming uh, time. We have rosaries, which we uh, have to bless. Uh, we have, uh, this, this year, last couple of years we had Disciples of Christ. This year we have uh, Serve with a Heart Like Jesus, uh, little wristbands for the kids and for adults who might want those. Of course, the Iowa State Fair, uh, Pope Francis fans are always a popular thing to have out here also. So Yeah, I've uh, seen those all over now. Uh, you go in the fair, uh, buried industry building, you go up in the cattle barn, wherever you go, there's somebody that's waving the Pope in their face. Yeah, It's real popular, and, and just 
just over the years to have the interactions, you know, some are, some are very lighthearted interactions with kids and with adults, but occasionally uh, we have some people who obviously, like most of us, have family members who are either sick or having problems, and so one thing we would want to do always is to offer them to pray with them for some particular reason. So it's, it's always one of our things that we end with is, is there anything we could offer prayer for? And then if they do, we pray with them right then and there. So it's not like we'll pray for you, you know, next week or next day. We're going to pray for them right here. So it's been very rewarding for me and, and the deacons who have been out here, um, even the lay people who come out. Uh, it's, it's a very amazing thing. People are surprised to see Catholic. Yeah, I thought I was going to ask, what's the reaction of people walking by and look over and they see the Pope standing here behind me? And, uh, well, if they're, if they're Catholics, they're kind of like, well, oh, so glad to see Catholics out here. We're kind of, uh, we don't have, our past is to be out and about, not to be stuck in our parish offices and waiting for someone to come to us. Our, our mission is to go out to where the people are all right, and be God to them and Christ to them where they are. We've kind of, unfortunately, gotten to the point where we're just kind of sitting in our offices and we hope somebody shows up, that's great. Um, that's not the way we started and so this is a great evangelization just to be out there. And they, they, people say, oh, I'm so glad you're here. Catholics are out here at the fair. That's amazing. Um, so it's been a, a good reaction from Catholics and then to non-Catholics just to come by. La- two years ago when we had this, we had a, the, the workers at the different food booths found out we were here. And we must have had 20 or 30 people come through throughout the week for rosaries and blessings the, the word got out among the, v- the vendor people and it was amazing they go to reconciliation uh, so it was, it was really did they bring food that's the big thing <laughs> uh, not right? too often I think one, one person was nice and came back for the fifth time and brought me food okay. right, after, after coming back and, and he'd, he'd, bring, he'd go and he'd bring somebody back right, from his work, co-worker and they'd come back and get a rosary or, or, or something and uh, so he, he was a the evangelist in his own own yeah. right, so I was, it's really happy to do that. Yeah. This is my kid. Where's the priest? He needs confession. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so much yeah. of that, but it's just just there's mostly just like teenagers, like twenty somethings. So that was really amazing to what me. A beautiful ministry. Th- th- yes. that, wow, you know these guys are hungry for the Lord, and uh, and here we are. So we, whatever little bit we can do for the Lord well, is we wonderful. We have a great location. We're sandwiched between the entertainment at the. Uh, I forget the name Bill, of that. Bill Riley Stage. Bill Riley, Stage. Riley, Stage. Bill Riley Stage. yes. And then uh, to, the, to the, the West, we've the got... The Industry Building. Right, yeah. and yeah. we've got... And all the food vendors right behind you, so... Exactly so, yeah. So so you can get to see the uh, all the talent, talent sprouts here later on in the week. Uh, they just did the uh, the twin, twins this morning, so it's an interesting spot. But we're in the shade, so if you're looking for us, we're just uh, just behind the administration building, uh, to, the, to the south yeah. of it, right to the east... Uh, I'm sorry, to the west, west of the Bill Raleigh stage and the west of the Varied Industry Building. So Easy to find. In the shade. Easy right? to find in the shade. Right. Um, it sounds like uh, the times that you've been out here, we've had a pretty good response to the deacons. Very nice. It's been very wonderful. Yeah, and it has. Now, the uh, a question that I have for you, which I think a lot of people uh, that are listening might want to know, is what does it deacons really do? I mean, you know, they see us uh, sometimes on the altar sure. uh, during Mass, uh, reading the Gospel. Once in a while we preach. But other than that, what, what is it that, uh, that we're around for? Sure. Well, we're, we are the ser- servants. The original part was to help those who in, in need, um, primarily the poor and, and those who need to be fed. That's developed over the years. But certainly our ministry from the altar encourages us and strengthens us through the word and through the sacrament all right, to go out right, and to lead others out. So often a pre- when a deacon is, is assisting at Mass, he is the one who will do the, the dismissal often. Uh, 
go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life is one of those. So the whole process is is from the Eucharist to go out into the world and engage the world like we're doing right now here at the mm-hmm. State Fair, mm-hmm. to, to not just take your faith internally, that's great, but to actually take your faith out into the world. So the deacon is one who, who does that. He, he leads people out in the world. He may do pr- prison ministry. He may do hospital ministry. He may visit uh, nursing homes. Uh, he may work on pro-life issues, uh, the myriad of things that are out there. But because most deacons have a secular job of some kind, they embody what a, what a Catholic, what a Christian is in the world. So hopefully they will be that person who, well, this is how a, how a Christian acts in the world. This is how a Christian treats people in the world. This is how a business person or a lawyer or a professional or a blue-collar worker, this is how they interact. They love the Lord, and they, 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 they're, they're joyful. And so hopefully the deacon is doing that. Yeah, you mentioned, uh, just mentioning before we went on the air, I was supposed to be down in court this afternoon. Fortunately, we got a continuance, so I'm going to have an opportunity to wander the fair and uh, see what's going on. Uh, but uh, uh, what you talk about, in, in, in the deacon's being out in the world, I think, is something that, that people want to uh, keep in mind, because I know, for example, I do a lot of hospital visits. Now the hospitals are open again for us to come in, uh, and we do do a lot of things out where people don't see us. The, those things that, uh, that that sometimes the priests don't have time to do because they're ministering a parish or a school or whatever, and we usually do have that time to get out, free time to get out and to go. Uh, visit people in the hospital, visit people at home, make home visits and things like that. Yeah, it's absolutely, a, it's a great life. Um, it has it has its great joys, obviously like anything else, there's there's challenges, uh, but just to be with people in their best and their worst times, when they're, I, I had the blessing of, of being with a, a young young teenager as he was going through cancer, and to be at the, be at the home right after he died with his family, um, with, with, with him there in the house, and having having the prayerful time and having the, the people come in just being with people in those in those hard times and in those, in those joyful times three times Great. i've had to go out and do the commendation for the dying and two of them were with uh, non-catholics and it's something about being there as their loved one is getting ready to meet the lord i know every time i went through that prayer um, there wasn't a dry eye in the room when I left, uh, whether they were Catholic or non-Catholic, and being there with people in their time of need is is something very important for the church to do, and that's one of the things that deacons do do. It just just being available to, to, be, to have be called, but like say, hopefully you will be called, and and we're not not as called probably as often as I would like to be called. I can remember several years ago being called to a home of of. The wife was Catholic, the, the husband was not. He had been ill for a long time, so he was living in a hospital bed, kind of in the living room, mm-hmm. and uh, I had visited him a couple times, and he was close to death, and I asked if he wanted to be baptized, and he said yes. And so I was able to baptize him before he died. So that, yes. those are the great, the great just being available. Uh, it's wonderful. So you'll be here all week? I'll be in two weeks. I'll be be in and out. Uh, hopefully, uh, we I have pretty good coverage this week, so I'm I'm I'll, yeah, very good. I'll be able to see well, my wife. And if our <laughs> listeners have questions about being a deacon or um, that's right, wh- how they can be more engaged with their or uh, how they can get on the church. radio if they want. Yes. Speaking of being on the radio, we got to take a quick break okay. right now. Uh, you're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. We'll be right back after this.
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. Blessman International partners with volunteers and donors to provide sustainable programs for children in South Africa by leading 12-day all-inclusive experiences, sharing the heart of Christ with vulnerable children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. Thank you to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community since 1992. Divine Treasures, 5701 Hickman Road, Des Moines, 515-255-5230. Thank you, Divine Treasures, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and the Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. This is Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr from the Uncommon Good. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Lee and Eddie in the Morning provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. Uh, we're, uh, this week and next week, we're going to be a little bit different fair uh, at the fair. At the Iowa than, State Fair, than, than that's in the right. Studio. But we do want to bring you up to date on a couple of things. And uh, one of them is uh, the largest teachers union in the country has filed a lawsuit against a Rhode Island mom to block her numerous requests for public records regarding her school district and critical race theory. In April, Nicole Solis emailed the principal of her school at South Kingston School District asking for the kindergarten curriculum and whether it would include teaching children politically charged materials including those influenced by critical race theory and gender theory holding them out to be true. She immediately faced stonewalling from the school and even a threat of legal action for asking too many questions. Ultimately she received a bill from I guess the school district for $74,000 to fulfill the public records request. Amazing that they stonewall her like that. They're real reticent, and I'm hearing other stories about schools reticent to provide that information. That's right. And trying to keep the privacy of the teachers intact, which I'm not Yeah, this is the teachers' understand. union that's fi- filing yes. this, I, and I don't know why, because the teachers' union isn't asked to fill the request. It's exactly. the school district that was. But this goes along with what we talked about last week on the well, program with Bonnie. Interviewed Bonnie, that's a teacher, right. actually, who was being sued by or fired by the school fired by the, yeah that's right revealing that's right. information about that's what's right. going on in the classroom and then the justice department has declined to defend conscience rights the department of justice has declined to pursue a case against the university of vermont medical center a suit that the government initially filed last year after a former nurse alleged she had been forced to participate in an abortion procedure despite her objection in december of last year the justice department civil rights division under the Trump administration filed the lawsuit, but Biden's Justice Department announced that it had dropped the case, effectively permitting the medical center to get away with what the nurse alleges was a blatant violation of her conscience rights and law. 
So, uh, unbelievable. And I know that there are quite a few states uh, passing legislation now to override some of this federal nonsense uh, to give our medical providers the opportunity to uh, uh, practice their conscience uh, rights. This is one of the things that we've seen over the past couple of years where medical providers, especially nurses, uh, are, are literally dragged in to help uh, an abortion procedure. Well, I worry about the Biden administration and the medical profession anyway because it sounds like there's more and more of these uh, conscience rights being violated, even by doctors. And as we move towards, you know, Canada is, has the problem with euthanasia as right. legal and forcing the doctors to be participate in that. So right. we'll have to stay on top of this. Yeah, we will. We will. It, it's easier to do it from the studio. <laughs> and then finally, uh, COVID-19 survivors have broad long-term immunity. People who have received COVID-19, who have recovered from COVID-19, retain broad and effective long-term or longer-term immunity to the disease, according to a new finding, which is uh, good for me because I've had COVID. I know this is an important and, and, piece of information And for one you. of the things that uh, we have a problem with is all the talk about forcing people to take uh, vaccinations. Nobody really is talking about uh, what, what do you have if you've got the natural immunity. My doctor says it's better than having the shot. That's right. All right, I think, it's, I think it's about time to go now. Uh, I'm getting uh, a heads up. Oh. I'm, I'm fine? Yeah. Okay, all right, we're fine. Well, I think, I think that uh, the religious um, uh, so exemption to some of the vaccines also are being, uh, at least in the Catholic Church, some of, some of the priests were, said they weren't going to back up their, their faithful, and uh, we need to kind of keep on top of that. Yeah, the bishops in Colorado have posted a letter that you can use online, have your... Uh, pastor sign it as a conscience protection against taking the vaccine. If you choose to use if that. If you choose to use that. I know that the ethically um, produced vaccine is still not available. It was supposed to be in the middle of July, but now um, it's been postponed and postponed and postponed, so I don't know what's going on with that. I know some faithful are waiting for that vaccine to become available. Yeah, and the, and the one vaccine that's out now, the J&J, Johnson & Johnson vaccine, has been condemned by the church. Oh, it had been. It ha that okay. one has been. The other two, Is, right? They're saying it's okay. It's too remotely it's from too the remote. fetal tissue too, to be. Uh, but right. for a lot of people, you can't get remote enough from a board of fetal. It, exactly. Person. Exactly. So uh, we'll have to watch for some of those conscience rights um, with related to the um, the vaccine. I imagine we'll have plenty to talk about uh, in the upcoming <laughs> season here. here. The next year. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And these mandated uh, vaccinations, um, there's a lot of legal cases also, so we'll have to watch some of those. In, uh, yeah, in right shows. now, remember that vaccine is still temporary; it's still an emergency, emergency use. use. And uh, but that uh, that will probably change within the next month or so, uh, which will make it easy for them to force the vaccine mandate on everyone. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it. Well, you'll hear it here right. if it happens. And uh, we will be back here again next week from the Iowa State Fair. Right. Stop by, and say hi if you're Stop by, say hi. Our local programming is coming from here, so stop by and say hello to people. So let us end with our prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who wander about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. For Gene and myself, thank you for listening. We will be back again from the fair next week. In the meantime, you have a blessed and peaceful week. Thank you, Gene. 
Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.